Thursday is draft day, and will the Denver Broncos get in on the day one action of the 2023 NFL Draft? We make the case as to maybe why they could and maybe why they won't. You'll get that on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in, making Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Special shout out to all the everyday listeners of the show. We appreciate you so much. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, you can download the game by visiting ultimate-gm.com or you can look it up on the app stores and listeners of Lockdown Broncos get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in all caps in the game store. Sarah, my friend, the NFL Draft is here. It is fast approaching. And I think the question that everybody's asking themselves, specifically in Broncos country, will the Broncos get in on the action here in day one? Referencing back to George Payton and Sean Payton's press conference last week, they said that they're going to approach day one of the NFL draft as if they are picking. So the question is, will they be active on day one? That is a big burning question, isn't it, Cody? And I think as we get close to round one of the NFL draft, the the question to follow that up with is, will the Broncos end up trading a wide receiver? Because if you ask, how can the Broncos get back into round one? I think that's really the only way that they can realistically do it. Look, I think you look at the 2024 NFL draft capital, the Broncos do have quite a bit of that beyond round one. I know they traded a second rounder to the Saints in 2024 in that Sean Payton deal, but they've got extra picks in rounds three, four, and five, as well as they've got their own first rounder in 2024. But I don't think you can part with that first round pick, right? I think we've got to kind of take that option off the table. You've got to have that pick in place in case something catastrophic does happen, right? Where you're in a situation like this past season, you know, picking fifth overall, that pick going to the Seattle Seahawks and the Russell Wilson trade, if that were to happen in 2024 and you missed out on somebody like, I don't know, uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., you don't want to be missing out on those guys. It's a way better draft next year. So the only way you're getting into the first round of the 2023 NFL draft, if you want to do it, is probably by trading Jerry Judy, which, of course, we talked as of the NFL annual owner meetings, Cody. It seemed like the Broncos had really shut the door, maybe even slammed the door, on those trade rumors but as of late it's kind of been interesting hasn't it the the you know uh, it seems like a few people are really going out of their way to either say the broncos are asking a ridiculous price for jerry judy and Cortland sutton for that matter they're asking such a ridiculous price it would take a ridiculous offer to get a deal done but then there's others that are kind of saying like oh, the door might still be open if they do get one of those ridiculous offers so if the Broncos are to get back into round one, it seems like there's a clear path to doing so. A lot of people won't like it. 
Yeah, and, and look, I think we've both been on the green and say, hey, Jerry Judy should be a focal part of your team going forward. Obviously, we're in the portion where teams are exercising fifth-year options. There's some notables around the NFL. Chase Young did not get his fifth-year option exercise to the Washington Commanders. You know, you look at Justin Jefferson, of course he got his fifth-year exercise. Joe Burrow got his fifth-year exercised in Cincinnati. Will Jerry Judy be the latest? But look, I, I, I think this is where we're at, right? Until the NFL draft passes, Right. There's always going to be some concern about whether or not a guy is going to be traded. And I think that once the draft passes, if Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton aren't traded during day one, day two, day three of the draft, you have to, you know, I think you have to we can be concrete and saying, OK, we know these guys are going to play this year for the Broncos. They're going to be safe. There's not going to be any moves. But until the draft happens, as we saw, what did we see last year with the wide receiver trades? We saw uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown traded away to the Arizona Cardinals during the draft. We saw A.J. Brown traded from the Tennessee Titans to the Philadelphia Eagles last year. So until round one of the NFL draft passes, Sarah, I, uh, I, you know, like I said, anything is on the table, even though that the Broncos have said we are not trading those guys. I also do think it is interesting, too, and, and I think Sean Payton made a great point uh, about this that kind of shuts the, the narrative down a little bit, like, oh, you know, if, if they want to get capital, they have to do this. Sean Payton even said himself, like, it's not that hard to acquire capital, and you mentioned all the picks that Denver has. Like, they have some extra picks next year. You mentioned in round three, round five, round six. You can even package those with maybe one of this year's third-round picks at 67 or 68, and then you can move up maybe into round two. Will it, will it allow you to move up into round one? I don't think so. Um, it really just depends on what team you talk to. But yeah, I mean, Denver does have the ammunition. If they wanted to trade up in the draft on Thursday, they could easily do that. They could. And I think once again, like you're you're exactly right. I mean, what team out there, if you're a team picking in the late 20s, are you really taking three third round picks to, from a team to to move out of the first round? I just I wouldn't do that. If it was me, but like you said, I, I mean, the Broncos do have other avenues to get there. Here's the interesting things as we're playing conspiracy theorists, right? That's what everybody loves to do leading up to the NFL draft. You strap on your tinfoil hat. George Payton has called a lot of guys core players through the years, hasn't he, Cody? He's called, uh, you know, Bradley Chubb that, and obviously the Bradley Chubb trade went down. But I think if the Broncos were winning, would they not have re-signed Bradley Chubb? That was the big rumor leading up to that. You know, that whole situation unfolding. Remember, he called Justin Simmons a core player. He called Cortland Sutton a core player. He's called a number of different guys, core players that have ended up getting contract extensions with the team. He has yet to call Jerry Judy a core player since he's been in Denver. And I may be wrong. Is Somebody may news? be out there with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe it is good news, right? So that's a fascinating distinction, though, being that when George got there, it was Jerry's second season with the team. He was a high first round pick in a draft where George and the Vikings, they were all in on wide receiver, right? They were, they took Justin Jefferson ultimately, but it, it's fascinating to me, the verbiage that has been used around this. You know, we started off in March there with this whole, we're not trading them. They're going to be on the team this year. And then at the pre-draft press conference, it was kind of more of a like, you know, uh, we don't anticipate them going anywhere type of thing. So you you pay attention to the verbiage and you pay attention to the fact that last year, a couple shocking trades went down in the first round with, like you said, A.J. Brown and Hollywood Brown. I think that could be a situation that we're looking at with the Denver Broncos. We know they want to run the ball. We know they want to be physical. We know that they try to get Alan Lazard and Adam Thielen. What does that all lead up to? What does that all amount to? Cody, I'm all aboard this tight end train. I think the Broncos are trying to get a, one of these top tight ends from this draft class. 
and we'll see at the at the expense of Jerry Judy. I don't know about that. And you sound off in the comments for you everydayers out there listening. You know we've talked about this plenty of times in the past. Formulate your opinions. Let Cody and I know. Would you trade Jerry Judy to get back into the first round if it meant getting a big time three down dual threat tight end? I don't know. It's, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. That is a very, very interesting question. I'm sure we're going to get a multitude of responses. It depends on maybe how people view like Sean Payton's scheme and what they want to see from it, right? As you mentioned, run the football. Do you have room for 10 plus wide receivers that you currently have on the roster right now? It's a great question to throw out there to all the avid listeners in Broncos country. But we're going to continue this conversation here as Thursday approaches draft day. There's going to be a lot of movement. There's going to be a lot of rumors. There's going to be a lot of excitement. Why have you covered every step of the way locked on Broncos? We even have an episode after day one of the draft. If the Broncos do something or if they don't do anything, you can get that and you can expect that if you're an everyday listener of the show. But we're going to continue on what Will the Broncos do in the 2023 NFL Draft? Sarah and I, we're going to share our thoughts on what we personally feel like they will do from our own standpoints. You'll get that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends and their Ultimate Football GM with the NFL Draft approaching. Ultimate Football GM is a great opportunity for you to become a general manager and put yourself in the shoes of managing a draft, managing and assembling your coaching staff, your personnel, your rosters, you know, extending players' contracts, dealing with player personnel issues that may arise while also managing the salary cap. You get to be in full control with the Ultimate Football GM. You get all of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free. It's playable offline. You can play on the go as you want and when you want to. And Lockdown Broncos listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKEDON in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. What do we think the Broncos are ultimately going to do during the NFL draft? Are they going to trade up? Are they going to trade down? Are they going to stay put with their 67th and 68th overall picks? Cody, this is where the rubber meets the road, right? Obviously, looking at the NFL draft square in the face at this point, the Broncos have said they're going to approach the first two rounds as though they have selections, which means that I think they're going to be prepared and poised if the right player is on the board or if the right deal becomes available to them it's just good business right it's not it would be horrible business for them to sit there and say well you know the first round was going by we got a call from the Baltimore Ravens who wanted to trade for Jerry Judy they wanted to give us their first round pick and we didn't have anybody we we weren't looking you know we weren't looking to trade and we didn't know who we were going to take you've got to prepare as though you have those options that are going to pop up at some point because look it it did happen twice last year it happened with two different teams and of course, we don't know all that's going on behind the scenes, but we do know, interestingly enough, the Broncos have had some talks with the Baltimore Ravens. Cody, I'm interested to know your thoughts and opinions on this. Do you think we know the two different strategies? Sean Payton, he, he likes to be aggressive. George Payton, well, he wants all the darts. He wants to throw nine or ten darts every year if he can. Where do you come down as far as what are the Broncos going to do in the 2023 NFL draft? You know, for me, I, I personally believe, just like the hunch and the buildup leading up to draft day, I personally believe that they stay put at 67 and 68, right? And I think that you and I, you know, for the everyday listeners of Lockdown Broncos, as we've done our position previews, we've looking at the state of, you know, all the positions on offense and defense. There are there are a couple of positions that really need good depth, right? But I think the overall vibe here looking at it is, okay, 
Denver, for the most part, their roster in terms of starters, pretty much intact. We we have a very, very good hunch as to who the starters will be for this team. And so anybody that you may be adding in rounds three, four, five, whatever it may be, these are guys that you know have the potential to potentially start down the the line here for your team. But more so, they're going to be depth guys right away, right? And can they fulfill some of the major depth holes that you have at positions like for example, we agree, tight end, offensive tackle, running back with the status of Javante Williams injury, uh, you know, maybe even cornerback, adding another guy there in maybe defensive line, defensive end, something like that. I mean, all options are on the table. I, I just don't see them. It has to be the right situation, right? If Denver is going to move up in this year's draft, it has to be for the right guy that you know, okay, hey, we're making this trade because we're going to go get this guy. This guy's going to have an immediate impact on day one. In my opinion, if the guy that you want, and if you have to trade up to get him, isn't going to have that. I don't think it's worth trading up necessarily to get that guy, whoever it may be. I firmly believe that they stay put at 67 and 68 and maybe reevaluate some options there. There are probably going to be some teams that want to maybe move up. And so maybe Denver, I mean, it it doesn't hurt. If Denver feels really good about their personnel, there and they know they can add a couple of guys depth-wise this year, I would not be shocked if they want to add more capital in the back end you know, or some point of next year's NFL draft. And therefore, I think if I'm not mistaken, how many picks do they have right now in 2024? Isn't it like nine? Don't they have like nine picks? Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you can acquire maybe three, four more picks, essentially, even if they're like sixth round, fifth round, fourth round, I think you go for it, right? Because what is it? You start out with 10. That gives you flexibility in the season next year. Okay. We want to maybe trade for this guy. We want to trade this player. We want to trade these picks, but we also want to get this capital back in return. Denver has flexibility. They have, I would say, elasticity in a sense for maybe building the player personnel side a little bit further. I think they're in a good place right now for the most part. Maybe add to it and see what you can get. And maybe if you want to trade some of your picks, fine, do that. But I don't see them making any moves now. I want to ask you, kind of flip the question here for you. And obviously, Broncos country and everyday listeners of the show, make sure you chime in on YouTube, on the YouTube comments, or if you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, tweet us on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos with your thoughts. But Sarah, what is it that you think the Broncos will do from your perspective? Do you think that they'll stay put? Do you think they'll trade up, trade back? I'm curious for your thoughts, my man. Well, I think you made some really great points about staying put and even trading back. And I agree with pretty much everything you're saying there, Cody, especially when it talks about having that flexibility going forward. I do think the Broncos are going to find a way to trade up from at probably that 67 spot. I mean, obviously it's the higher spot, so kind of assume, I mean, it's only one spot, but at the same time, I think they're going to find a way to move up from that pick. I think they're going to potentially be targeting a couple of different positions here. It could be, like you said, tight end, could be cornerback, maybe offensive tackle if they see a run on guys going. I think that they definitely, there's a need for a potential starter at a couple of different spots, right? And it's not to say that, well, I've said this before, don't go into a draft with only third round picks and need to come away with a starter. That's where I think you could look at this draft in terms of the talent at the top end Every mock draft simulation that I've run, I feel like I'm just not quite sold on, okay, this guy's consistently available at 67 and 68. I think he would be a great pick for the Broncos. Last year, that guy was Nick Benito, right? I think most everybody assumed he would be available and an option for the team, but I just don't know if that player exists this year in terms of being available at 67. So if you want to talk about Luke Musgrave, the tight end out of Oregon State, or if you want to talk about maybe... Uh, DJ Turner, the cornerback out of Michigan. 
I don't know who it would end up being, but somebody that the Broncos would move up into the 40 to 50 range. I think I could see that. I, I feel like there's a really good chance of them doing that. And I think below that, a, a few tiers is trading a wide receiver for a first round pick. I think if that opportunity presents itself again, I'll throw the Baltimore Ravens under the bus. Let's say Lamar <laughs> Jackson is gung ho about, you know, coming back to the Ravens and he's like, all right, we're going to get a deal done. Something's going to happen. But he wants that reassurance like he's talked about. The, the Ravens have been terrible about adding players at the wide receiver position, and they traded one of his better ones last year. Why not go out this year? You're not going to get a better player than Jerry Judy at 23 overall. Why would you not just say, hey, Broncos, you wanted a first-round pick for Jerry? Here's here's pick number 20, 20, or number 23. We already know that the Baltimore Ravens front office, they love Alabama players. They always have, especially with Ozzie Newsome in, in that GM chair, but it's carried over to Eric DaCosta as well. I just I, I could see so many scenarios coming forth as the draft approaches with all the smoke leading us to other conclusions beforehand. And now the Broncos with only five selections, they become an aggressive team with Sean Payton and they move up. They move up uh, and maybe not only move up, but maybe they also trade a receiver to get a first. What if the Broncos end this draft, Cody, with a first, a second, and a third round pick in the 2023 class, it's not impossible, even based on where the team is currently sitting. They could get rid of all their back-end capital as well to help make that kind of a possibility. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I could see them moving up into the, the 40s or 50s as well. And, and that is a situation. Like, imagine pairing up OBJ and Jerry Judy with Lamar Jackson. I mean, what more do you want there? And also Rashad Bateman. I mean, that would be a pretty scary wide receiving core alongside adding a guy like Mark Andrews at the tight end position. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Like if Denver was able to get a first, a second, and also maintain a third, and if those were their only draft picks that they were able to have this year, I would say that might be worth it. It, it might be, right? And that's the gamble of the NFL draft. Nothing is ever guaranteed to pan out or to work, I think, in the long run. But I think in the grand scheme of things, when you look at how rosters are constructed, it's the evaluation. And I think it also reveals maybe the mindset of where George Payton and Sean Payton are truly at, right? They told us a bunch of things last week. But does it match up to like what they said, like with what they do? That to me, I think will be the intriguing thing that we're looking forward to seeing here with the NFL draft here on Thursday. But Broncos country and everyday listeners of the show, we just want to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We're going to take a look at maybe some scenarios here for round one of the 2023 NFL draft. We know that Denver's not picking as of yet. They could always change. But what picks could AFC West division rivals make that would be scary in the eyes of us in Broncos country? We'll share our thoughts on that as well on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. This episode is brought to you by our friends over there at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all of the sugar and all of the calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar that is ever out there. That's Built, and you've got to try it here today. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, well, Built Bar is the best thing for you. Built Puffs are also fantastic. They're healthy. They taste amazing. And the one thing is, too, is that they taste legitimately like a candy bar. And you don't always get that when you hear the word protein bars. But this is the legit case with Built Bar here today. They're covered in 100% milk chocolate. They're high in protein, low in sugar, and they're also low in calories as well. You can go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN15 to get 15% off. Or if you have a Walmart or Sam's Club nearby, you can go there. At Walmart, you can get a four box of Built Bar in the pharmacy department. You can go to Sam's Club and buy a bulk box of 13 bars at Sam's Club there today. Check it out. 
Built Bar, let us know what you think. This show was brought to you by BetterHelp, and getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and we're always changing, and therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp therapy can help you connect the dots. In my experience in the past, I've used BetterHelp. I used it for three straight months and I got tremendous benefit out of it as I look to balance my professional life and my personal life and trying to find ways to deal with all of that. That was something I felt like was a challenge for me. BetterHelp allowed me to do that. I filled out a form when I signed up and it connected me to a therapist based on what I filled out. My therapist and I vibed really well. We hit it off. But in the event that you don't vibe well with your therapist, you can change therapists at any time here with BetterHelp. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And like I said, switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Locked on. As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, want to say thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day every single day. Shout out to the everyday listeners or watchers who watch or listen to the show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Listen every single day, all year long. Make sure you comment who you are. If you're an everyday listener, comment in the YouTube comments down below so we can recognize you, the avid listeners in Broncos country who make the show exactly what it is. Sarah, let's play a little bit of a fun game here because this is always interesting, and I'm curious for Broncos country's thoughts on this as well. As we know, as of right now, when we're recording this, Denver still picking in the third round, don't, doesn't have a first-round pick going into the draft on Thursday. Three AFC West Division rivals do have picks in the first round, though, right? The Raiders coming in at number seven. You have the Chargers, I think they come in at number 21 overall, 22nd essentially, but the Dolphins forfeiture of their pick bumps it down and removes a pick. And then obviously the Chiefs will pick last. Looking at the draft and looking at maybe all the potential options there, who in your opinion, as somebody who covers the Denver Broncos, if the Chiefs, the Chargers, or the Raiders were to make any kind of pick that would give you worry as someone who covers the Broncos, who would those players be? And, and first off, let's start off with the Raiders since they are first up in the draft order here at number seven. Is there anybody in particular that if they took this guy, you'd be like, ah, oh, man, that's kind of scary for the Broncos. Yeah, that's a great question because, I mean, a lot of people think, well, the Raiders could take a quarterback, right? And if they take a quarterback, are we really that nervous about any of them? I saw, uh, you know, a mock draft that had them taking C.J. Stroud. I've seen mock drafts with them taking Will Levis. It's very, very interesting, Cody. I just I don't know that that would really put the fear in me as a Broncos fan necessarily having the Raiders have a rookie quarterback. I, I, I don't know. I think I like your pick here, Will Anderson Jr. I think that's the one guy defensively in this draft that I could kind of see, especially paired up with Max Crosby. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to be in position to get Tyree Wilson, although we could be wrong. But I think if Will Anderson some for some reason falls there, I think he incites a bit more fear in me than, you know, even Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez. You could go down the gambit of defensive guys if that's where you think the Raiders are going. Certainly not going to be more afraid of them if they pick an offensive lineman. I mean, it's you know, it's just kind of is what it is sort of deal. If the Raiders got Will Anderson Jr. pair him up with Max Crosby, that could be a little bit scary. 
What about the Los Angeles Chargers here? Because obviously they'll be picking in the 20s here. And I want to look at their situation as well, right? With the whole Austin Eckler. Could Austin Eckler be traded during the NFL draft? That's a question that maybe needs to get asked here. Could they move up essentially for maybe a player like this? But uh, the guy I think that when I look at that, I'm like, ah, I'd be a little worried. I uh, I wrote down Bijan Robinson out of Texas, the running back there, in terms of how talented of a player he is. A lot of people mm. are pegging him as a potential generational type talent at the running back position because he can do it all. Run. He can catch out of the backfield. And you know what? You can get him on another rookie deal with Justin Herbert, who's set to get paid here. Uh, tell you what, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. And it's actually kind of scary thinking about him being added to the mix for the Chargers. Please do not let that happen, right? <laughs> we don't we don't need that. We don't need that mess. I think the Chargers could go a variety of directions here that would maybe make me a little fearful, Cody, whether it's taking a running back like Bijan Robinson or even if they were to be like, you know what, we love Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. That would be scary. What about Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers? What if they dip into that tight end position? Michael Mayer, who could be the the best tight end in this class, Dalton Kincaid. Maybe they find a way to get Darnell Washington, who might be my favorite guy in this class at that position. If they if they draft any of those guys, I think you're sitting to yourself there saying, like, I can already see stupid Justin Herbert throwing them, you know, a pass 30 yards downfield. They're somehow they're wide open because everybody else needs to you got Mike Williams, you got Keenan Allen. The Chargers are going to get likely better in this class. If they if they finally do that and take a skill player, which it seems like they've been ignoring for a while, haven't they? they? I can't remember. I think Mike Williams was maybe the last guy they took in that high of a pick slot. So it's going to incite some fear, I think, no matter what. Unless they go defense, Cody, I think you can probably bank on the Chargers making a pick that most everybody in the AFC West is not going to like. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. They have a really good opportunity to, to make some power moves here in the NFL draft. And look, if you're a member of Broncos country, you got to pay attention to what some of the other teams around the AFC West are doing. Let's take a look at Kansas City now. Obviously, they'll be picking last in the draft. They have a lot of capital. I mean, they may even look to trade up because they have 12 picks, if I'm not mistaken, in this year's NFL draft. For me, I kind of highlighted the guy that I'd be a little anxious about if they were to to draft him was uh, Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College. But the question is, will Zay Flowers last that long? You know, there's we've seen a premium in the last couple of years. NFL teams are heavily invested in the wide receiver class. That you know, obviously the consensus is there's several good wide receivers, but it's not as deep as the last couple of classes have been across the NFL draft. Uh, to me, I think them adding a player like that would would make a lot of sense. Would also be you know a little bit scary because I think Zay Flowers has some really really good tools to him as well. It, it, you know, is wide receiver a position of you know that would worry you if Kansas City were to take him, or is there another position out there that where they're sitting, you know, like ah, you know what, this is where they got better. I think outside of wide receiver, it would be Gibbs, the running back from Alabama. You pair him up they with Isaiah They seem to Isaiah like running backs Pacheco. in the late round one. They do. They do. I mean, I could see that being a situation because, look, he really emerged last year as a receiving threat, and they haven't brought back Jarek McKinnon. So I think that could be an option for them at the back end of round one if the Cowboys didn't already take him, if the Bengals didn't already take him, or whoever else, maybe the Eagles like him as well at the back end of round one. I think you're a team like that, like you said, with 12 picks. Either either you keep all those picks and 12 rookies ain't making your team, or you get aggressive. Like, what if the Chiefs moved up for Bijan? What, what if he's sitting there in the teens or something? I, I mean, just nightmare fuel right there. The, the, the last <laughs> thing the Chiefs need is more talent, okay? So the NFL should start revoking their picks rather than giving them more. But I, I think definitely this... Whatever the Chiefs do, it they they draft so dang well. Like 
Brett Veach, the, those guys there, they're just big jerks because every year they just like, <laughs> hey, who's your favorite player in this round? Oh, the Chiefs are going to find a way to get him. By the way, they pick at the end of every round. It kind of just happens, right? Like Creed Humphrey, so many Broncos fans wanted him a couple years ago. What about Leo Chanel last year, right? How many Broncos fans wanted the team to draft Leo? I, I think you could, oh, Sky Moore is another one. A lot of Broncos fans loved him. There's just so many different players that you look at. It's like, man, the Chiefs, they find a way to get these great values every single round of the draft. And I think whatever they do, uh, it's just ice, it's it's more cherries on top of the, the cherries that have already been put on top of an elite roster that just it, it got better without Tyreek Hill. It got better without these all X, Y, Z. You can you can name any number of guys. Tyron Matthew. You could look at uh, Charvarius Ward. They lose these guys. They replace them with whoever. So the Chiefs, Cody, I think whatever they do, we we can already just plan on being upset by it because it's probably going to be good. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all uh, formulates here as the NFL draft approaches on Thursday. Even if the Broncos don't do anything on round one, we will have an episode of Lockdown Broncos. We'll take a look at maybe what some AFC West division rivals did. We'll also take a look at maybe some of the best players that are still available when the Broncos will potentially be on the clock, maybe in day two, even if they trade up into round two. We take a look at the best players available after round one. You'll get that on Friday's episode, Locked on Broncos. If you're an everyday listener of the show, we appreciate you so much. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day every single day Sarah and myself will be back with Broncos Country